welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TBTPFL. It's Friday, it is November 8th, it's 2019, and we have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Uh, definitely ready to get this one kicked off. I'm going to try to keep all my introductions to a minimum. Shout out to the uh, Somerville High School girls JV team kicked off the season tonight. First major practice, and uh, let's let's see if we can go undefeated. Uh, we're zero and zero. Nobody's won a game yet, so we're all undefeated. Uh, but shout out to those girls. Definitely excited to uh, get the season kicked off, man. Eleven gamer, uh, ready to roll. All right, let's jump into it. A uh, lot to talk about, so we're gonna. Skip all the fun stuff today and jump right into this slate. If you haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Ton of stuff going on over on Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free DFS site out there. We have a $300,000 Hooters main event contest for this weekend's NFL slate. Um, and then for the NBA slate, they have a $20,000 pick and roll, um, $25 buy-in contest for today's slate. So, a lot of stuff going on in Fantasy Draft. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you give them some love. Um, like I said, awesome sponsors of the podcast. So we jump in here and get started with Memphis at Orlando. 208 total. Orlando's favored by six and a half. Grayson Allen is still out for Memphis, and Terrence Ross is doubtful for the Orlando Magic. Uh, let's start with Memphis, Will. Anything standing out to you here? Yeah, man, what's standing out to me is this John Morant usage rate on the season. Uh, it's up there. Uh, it, it's up there with, with a lot of the studs. I, I don't think I can play him today, um, especially on FanDuel. I don't like the price. I, I don't mind him as much on DK at 7,200. But this usage rate at 31.2% and 1.19%, uh, I think you have to like it here. shows the fact that uh, he may have some upside. Uh, you know, if it's, it's just the minutes. If he could get 32 minutes, I mean, this guy would be cranking out massive games, but it seems like they've got him capped around 28, 29 minutes most of the season. So uh, for that reason, um, I don't really want to play him, but you see the one game against Brooklyn where he played 32 minutes, he dropped 50 fantasy points. Uh, it'd be nice to get him at 32 minutes a game, but this usage rate is just through the roof. So you know some big games are going to sprinkle themselves in. Um, willing to take a shot on him in tournaments at that price. Yeah, obviously the minutes um, is is something that we got to look at. Um, Orlando plays a lot slower than Memphis too, and this game being in Orlando, that's kind of concerning here. Um, you know, Memphis, a younger team, they're fifth in pace in the NBA. The Orlando Magic are veterans, slow guys. They want to play. They want to post guys up. They want to create shots. They want to run plays. They're twenty eighth in pace this season, so. Honestly, this is a game that I don't really love. You know, there's a bunch of games on this slate that I like, and this is one of those games where I agree with you. I think Morant is a guy that has upside in any matchup. Valanchunas, you know, he saw 27 minutes the other night. It's nice to see his minutes start to increase. But at 6,300, until he's consistently playing over 30 minutes, it's really hard to trust that. And, you know, Dylan Brooks continues to have, like, these games where he's shooting the ball really well. He has double-digit shot attempts now in three straight games and, you know, five out of the last six. So, he's not a guy that I hate. But, again, like, his price is up 700 bucks. So, it's just – it's tough to – when you're looking at this team, Memphis in general, to kind of like these guys. So, you know, they said that Jaron Jackson Jr. wasn't going to have a minutes limit the other night, and he ended up only playing 15 minutes. Um you know, I just – I really just don't see a lot in this game from Memphis. And then, you know, we go to the Orlando Magic side of things, and, like, I don't love really anybody from the Orlando Magic. I know Michael Carter-Williams um, had a big game the other night um, because Terrence Ross was out. He ended up playing all of Ross's minutes, 21 minutes, same same type of minute role that Ross has. But even, even Michael Carter-Williams got a minute bump, so – or price bump. Is there anything here standing out to you for the Magic? No, man, and that, that was that was the first thing I wanted to pencil in that I wanted to look at, you know, what was going to happen uh, with Ross being ruled out and Michael Carter-Williams, and lo and behold, he's already over 4K. Um, so I, I don't think we need him there. I think there are other things we can do to create some value for ourselves in this slate. So 
Uh, overall, I, I think this offense is going to be a pass for me. I will say this, though. Memphis has really not played well against shooting guards. I At 4,400, you know, I don't mind taking a stab on a guy like Evan Fournier, who if he gets hot from the field could put up 30 fantasy points. I don't think we see 40 or anything like that. But I, I think 30 is within the realm of possibility for a guy like him. I think he's my favorite play. Uh, on this team, just because I know Memphis has been struggling with the shooting guard position this year. Yeah, I like that call. Um, you know, 4,400, I think that is – I think that's fine for Fournier. Um, yeah, like, you know, Fultz has been minimum salary on Yahoo. I don't have Yahoo put up in front of me. I don't hate playing Fultz at minimum salary. But, again, it's an 11-game slate. You're probably going to find better options on this slate. Um Moving on to one of my favorite games on the slate. We got Cleveland at Washington, 228 and a half total here. Washington favored by five. Henson and Zizek are out. And then, then Mahini is still out. Well, one of the reasons that I love this game is there is going to be hardly any defense played in this game. We get two bottom <laughs> ten defensive teams. Um, this is just going to be a game they're going to run back and forth, up and down the court, and no defense is going to be played. And I think that creates a ton of value in this game. So let's start with Cleveland. What do you like here for the Cavs? Well, we've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And Tristan Thompson is finally priced up. Uh, he's been plus 7K in both games. But he looks at the past two games, 39 against Dallas, 44 against Boston. And now we get Washington, and he's 7,500. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for me to completely, you know, go too overweight on him on a on a on an 11 game slate. But I, I think if you're considering stacking this game, for me, until things change, Thompson and Love are going to be the only two guys I play from Cleveland all year. Uh, I did play Osman on FanDuel a couple of days ago and got 25 points, but that was more so out of being forced to do it because of the lack of options at the position. Generally speaking, I don't want to play anyone from Cleveland. I do think in this particular spot, Jordan Clarkson has some, some, some upside in what's going to be a pace-up matchup, 25% usage rate, averaging over a fantasy point per minute. I think he has some slight upside here, uh, but overall it's, it's just love and it's just Thompson for me. Um, but I do like Clarkson coming off the bench today. He, he's probably my favorite bench player uh, from Cleveland for sure. Yeah, I like him as well. He was the guy that I had written down here. Um, man, if Garland was shooting the ball better, like he's getting the minutes. He, he's getting what we want to see minutes-wise, 3,600. Um, but, yeah, I think Clarkson is the the bench player that I like here. But, yeah, I love Tristan Thompson. Like he's, we're just. I'm just gonna keep playing him at this point. Like, <laughs> like you know, he he's not a guy that's gonna go out and put up 60, but I'll continue to take six x. Um, that's fine with me. So, um, I like Tristan Thompson a lot here. I think Kevin Love's price is kind of capping him out a little bit, but he's still a guy that can go for 50 plus fantasy points. Um, so I don't hate Kevin Love. If he's cheap somewhere, I, I like it a little bit better. But um, really, it's Tristan Thompson. It's Clarkson for me. And then on the Washington side of things, um, you know, this is where it gets interesting because, you know, there's not going to be a lot of defense played here. And, you know, outside of Bradley Beal, there's just not a lot of offense on the Washington side, it seems like. So what do you like here for Washington? Well, first of all, it says Isaac Bond is going to be bumped from the starting lineup. I know that might not seem like a whole lot to get excited about, but maybe we get a little bit more Troy Brown in this game, um, a guy that can shoot it a little bit. Uh, I hope that's the case uh, because, you know, he's back down. He's dropped $100 at 4400 Flash a little bit upside. Only played 17 minutes the last game. Uh, had he played 30 minutes, I think he would have had a, a pretty good showing. But that's something I've got my eye on. He may end up being a value play. Um, you know, so that, that's something I just kind of want to point out there. Uh, the main thing is Bradley Beal. He's 8,600. Uh, I like this price on him. You know, you, if it, in this type of game where he's not going to have as much resistance as, say, in Indiana. He took 29 shots in the Indiana game, by the way. Uh, I I think Beal is, is a lock and load here. I, I don't think I'd go all in on Beal at the price, but but in, in terms of this team, you know, I, I think he's he's the main guy. Troy Brown, I like if 
we're going to get him starting. And then uh, Davis Bertans has pretty much been playing around 25 to 29 minutes most games. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal spot for him to stretch the floor uh, and, 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 bomb, and bombs away. So, you know, if he can dial up three or four three-pointers, get some rebounds, a couple of free throws, a couple of assists, I think we'll be looking at a big game for him. Yeah, and um, so I think it's going to be C.J. Miles that draws the start. Uh, for what it's worth. I think that C.J. Miles coming back off that offseason foot surgery, I think he's been like the guy that has been primed to start. And, you know, he ended up playing 23 minutes the other night against the Pacers. And if yeah. he draws the start, I really like him here at 4,100. Like whoever, yeah. whichever one draws the start, um, I like. So C.J. Miles is the guy that I kind of had written down that I have some interest in here. So um, but I don't disagree with you on Bertans. I, I think he's really interesting here at 4,100 and, you know, thinking about him stretching the field is nice. So, or stretching the court, sorry, football brain. <laughs> um, Detroit at Indiana, um, no total in this one. There's a ton of injuries that we're looking at on this one. Oh, Frazier's, buddy. Yeah. Tim Frazier is doubtful. Blake is out. Jackson yeah. is out. Rose is out. And then, you know, Goga is out. He got a concussion the other night. Jeremy Lamb is out. Sumner is still out. And Turner is questionable. Woo. Um, let's start with the Pistons. What do we like here for um, Detroit? Well, I will say I, I think, I think uh, Blake is about as close to coming back. He's listed out, but I'm, I'm just putting this in the atmosphere. He, he's on his way back real soon. Uh, he started, he's clear for basketball activities. Uh, j- just wanted to point that out. Anyway, uh, this team, again, once again, we've got the same situation, Andre Drummond uh, and his Motley crew. And I just think this is another spot where you can play Drummond. And he's pretty much been dropping 50 bombs all over the place, and we know he's got upside for more. Uh, we know Indiana hasn't really been able to stop anyone inside this season as of yet. And now they've got more injuries inside. So I I like Detroit here. This is probably my favorite game on the slate just because I have guaranteed guys that are all going to play big minutes. And so I don't think I'm going to play Kennard. He's priced up. Uh, but, you know, a guy like Bruce Brown Jr., who's, you know, playing, you know, 35 to 40 minutes and has upside for 40. He's 5,600 on DK. Uh, I think he's about the same thing on FanDuel. Yes, 5,600. Don't mind him. Drummond's 10-9 on FanDuel, and he is 10-5 on DK. I don't mind him. I think those are my, my two favorite people. I uh, wish Wood was getting more minutes. He's getting about 20, which is which is enough for him to hit his, his ceiling. Uh, but but I think I'd rather just pass on him. I'm not interested in Markeith. I know he had a huge game, um, but, you know, Markeith is a guy who just learned to just try to avoid roster at all costs. And if he hits 40, great. But uh, Drummond, Bruce Brown, top two plays from Detroit for me. Uh, bet your bottom dollar will be getting in some lineups. Yeah, I like Drummond and um, a lot in this spot. I think this is a good matchup for him, especially – if Sabonis is going to be starting at center potentially here. So, um, um, so yeah, like I, I, li- I like Drummond and, you know, I, I like this spot for Brown. I actually like Keith. I, I think he's fine. You know, we saw in the Washington game the other night, he picked up two really fast fouls and that's what re- part of the reason that he played 14 minutes in that game, but he's consistently playing 25 plus minutes. And I, I think that, if we're getting a guy at 4,400 that's playing 30 minutes um, that has 30-plus point upside, I think we have to consider him. Um, I'm not saying he's a core play, but we'll have to see how much value opens up throughout the day too um, because this could be a spot like on the other side of this game, it opens up a ton of value. Like a guy like TJ Leaf, who's the same price as Markeith, could potentially play like 25 minutes in this game um, with Goga and potentially Turner being out. So – just going to have to kind of watch this one. Um, let's talk about the Pacers here. What do you like for the Pacers? Well, there's two things. You know, there's one thing that's not going to change. I've played Malcolm Brogdon every slate he's been on this year. Every single slate. Not changing today. Uh, he will be the first guy in my lineup yet again. Uh, didn't have an upside game. Still put up 38 fantasy points. Uh, you know, you've got a guy that's cranked it out like that, and that was on a back-to-back. He's 
going to have a day in between. Also, in that game, he shot three for 14. Can you imagine if he would shot eight for 14? My goodness, he would have been around 50 again or getting close to it. So, Malcolm Brogdon, a guy I really like. Uh, he, you know, in terms of multi-entry for me, he would be a lock button. Jeremy Lamb is out, so we're going to get Holiday playing, both Holiday brothers. We're going to get, you know, T.J. Warren jacking up shots. We're going to get some Jakar Sampson. Uh, whoever played Dougie McFresh uh, the other night, if you played him, man, hats off. Uh, 31 minutes, 37 fantasy points. I'm not expecting that again. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that kind of got penciled. If he starts, I'll definitely consider it. Uh, play more minutes than Jakar Sampson, who played 24 minutes. So I think all these value Indiana guys have some form of entry. I think I'd just like to make sure that Turner's going to be out before we make hard decisions. Either way, uh, you know, we know Samson's going to play. We know Doug McDermott's going to play. T.J. Leaf is the wild card for me. You know, are they going to give him some minutes and, and kind of let him, let him run around a little bit? Yeah, like, so, you know, when you're looking at this as a whole here, um, Jakar Sampson will probably be interesting if Turner doesn't play. But, like, Doug McDermott's interesting here with Lamb being out. You know, Aaron Holiday played 30 minutes. He's still pretty cheap. He's not as cheap as he was the other night. But Aaron Holiday had, like, three fantasy points at halftime the other night. So, the fact that he showed us he can go out and put up almost 20 points in a, in a half, like, he he's he's legit interesting here. and. Honestly, when I'm looking at this team, if Turner doesn't play, I have a ton of interest in Sabonis and Brogdon. Like, I'm just going to keep playing Malcolm Brogdon. He didn't have the – he didn't. He finally didn't have a good shooting night the other night and still put up 38 fantasy points. Like, he shot his season low 21% from the field and still put up 38 fantasy points. So, the upside, the ceiling for Brogdon is definitely high enough for me to play him at 8,300. So, I, I like Brogdon again, right back to the well. So, um. I don't really have anything else. I think this is a game you're really going to have to pay attention to the news, um, the, you know, night before, and we have eight guys potentially out here. So um, pay attention to this one. Could open up a lot of value. Kings at Atlanta, 217.5 total here. Sacramento favored by 1.5. Bagley is out. Giles is questionable. Deadman is questionable. Collins is out. Evan Turner is out. Now Crab is out. So, Will, this one's interesting. This game opened um, – at 220 and it was Atlanta favored by a two and a half and this game is down to 217 and a half and now Sacramento is favored so a lot of line movement um early really line movement early in this one what's your thoughts when it comes to the Kings yeah man listen nothing has changed yet in terms of you know what I want to accomplish this season when attack when attacking the Atlanta Hawks are they on the slate yes uh, if they're on the slate, I need to be pulling a few pieces uh, from the other side. I So I, I, I like this team. Uh, one of the guys that, that I want to point out from Sacramento uh, that I don't think is going to get a whole lot of traction today uh, is, is going to be Rashawn Holmes. And I could be wrong about that, but 30 minutes in this spot against Atlanta is like 30 minutes in this spot against Charlotte to me. I think a 40-point day is incoming. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, if you've been if you've been on the Buddy Heel train and you've been waiting for an explosion, uh, get ready. This 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 could be the game. So Buddy Heel, Rashawn Holmes, those are two guys I like a lot. Uh, if if Bogdan, you know, if we think Bogdan's going to get twenty five minutes, and I think you look at him, those are my three favorite plays. Uh, I, I like Fox, but I think he's priced a little. A little higher than, than than what I would what I would like to do, um, and, and so you know, uh, healed Bogdanovich, Holmes, those three guys. I love them in this matchup today. Don't think they're going to get a whole lot of ownership. This eleven game slate doesn't matter, but uh, this is the game that that I really like outside of this Detroit Indiana game. So Holmes is the guy that I love on this slate. So I'm glad you brought him up. Um, he's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Yes. He's had some tough matchups. Like, if we look at his matchups, like, he had to go up against Toronto the other night. He's had Utah. If you look at the matchups where he hasn't had the tough matchups, he's had really good games. Um, so, I think this is a great spot to play Holmes. Like I said, I think he's one of my favorite – he's one of my favorite plays on the slate. So, um, it, 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 You know what's crazy about Holmes, too, Stevie? If he happens to run into a double-double, if he gets two more real points, he's at 26. He gets two more rebounds. 
he's at 28, and then he, if he gets the bonus, he's right around 30 fantasy points. I mean, even in a tough matchup. So I, I just wanted to say that again, man. Love Holmes here. Yeah, Brent there with you. I like the Buddy Heald call. Um, I think he has a ton of upside here. I think Fox has some upside as well. Like that, the big game from Fox can definitely come, but I like the discount on Buddy Heald. Um, if I'm looking at those guys, man, I hate the fact that Trey Young is 8,900, but I love the fact that Trey Young is going to be lower owned here because he is 8,900. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up again, Stevie. Trey Young's been under owned all year. So right out of the gate, I played Trey Young because Trey Young was on the very first NBA slate this year. Played him right out of the gate and uh, accepted my 60 fantasy points or whatever I got. And really, you know, he's pretty much been cranking out 50-plus almost every game, 62-62, um, And he, he got hurt in that game when he put up 12, only played 11 minutes. I mean, the guy's just – he's playing great right now. Uh, I'm not always, you know, thinking about trying to game stack, but I definitely think I'd run Trey Young on the other side of of, of my homes, Bogdan, and uh, and, and Buddy Heel stacks. Trey, Trey is my favorite player. Uh, I, I've been, you know, Kevin Herter is a guy I've kind of got my eye on. I'm waiting for the game. They said his limit is up to 30 minutes now. He's still only played 24 minutes. Uh, kind of a blowout, but. I Kevin Hurd is just a guy I got my eye on, and this could be the game uh, that he gets going from from downtown. So those those are the guys I don't want to play Jabari at sixty four. Once they priced him up, I just decided to hop off, and um, you know that's kind of where I'm at. Alex Lynn isn't playing enough minutes; can't use him. Trey Young and, and the cheap guards are the only guys I think you can use. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like when you're looking at. When you're looking at um, Yahoo, Parker was really cheap. I'm, I'm, I was kind of stalling because I was pulling it up again. Um, oh, good. Just, just to see if he was still really cheap. Um, but yeah, like he is priced up. Like he, he got, we, we got the value for like one day, and then like you know, obviously his price caught up to him. But they priced him up to twenty three dollars. I don't hate that, but I think you're gonna find better options um, probably. So. I don't hate Parker on Yahoo, but, you know, for the most part, I think he's priced up. I really like Trey Young here. Like, I, I want to pay up for Trey Young in this spot. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with paying up for Trey Young in this spot. Um, outside of that, though, like, you know, this is a spot that, like, you know, the big guys have – they've been all over the place minutes-wise. I don't really trust any of those guys. Um just not a spot that I love really anything outside of like Trey Young. Uh, I like the Herder call. Uh, I think you could potentially take a shot on DeAndre Hunter, but again, probably not on an 11 game slate. So we move on to Golden State at Minnesota. No total in this one. Um, Curry, Green, and Looney are still out. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is probable. Well, probable. Um, and then Minnesota side, Napier is doubtful. Teague is questionable and Bell is questionable. So looking at Golden State here, you know, I hate to say it, but D'Angelo Russell at 8,400, it's hard not to like him in this spot with all these guys out. Um, we really haven't got a sample size yet, but I'm going to guess that the usage is going to be very, very high. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got to think it's going to be high. But what I think Golden State – proved, you know, without those guys being there, is that they can have serviceable pieces, at least for early in this season, <clears throat> while, while, while the pressure is dialed up. And so he will have some help, um, but you, you got you to think he's going to be the guy. I mean, he had a, he's got a 30% usage rate. I know it's been limited because he hasn't played as much. But, you know, in 30 minutes with all those other guys off the floor, uh, D'Angelo has a 32.7% usage rate. I'm assuming he's going to play 30 to 34 minutes in this game, averaging a little over fantasy point per minute. And, uh, you know, with all those guys, I definitely think he's got the upside. So uh, I, I like him here. I don't like him better than Brogdon because Brogdon to me is a proven commodity at this point. But I do think if you're deciding to fade Brogdon, I think you could get some leverage with, with Russell. I, I don't recommend it, but, I, you know, if you really want to go contrarian, uh, I, I think he's a good play. Um, but I, I think with him back, it's kind of taking my interest away from all these other guys. I don't want to play 
Burks. I don't want to play Pascal. Don't want to play Bowman. I think it's just uh, D'Angelo Russell for me at this point with this team unless he sits out again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Burks, he, he had a monster game the other night, and I don't think any of us will argue um, that he absolutely crushed value. Um, I hate to say it, like, you know, this is a spot that I wish that – I really wish Russell wasn't coming back because it would be very, <laughs> it would be very interesting still. So I think Pascal is still in play. I think that like he's still a guy that has some solid upside here going up against Cat. Um, I think he's in play, and I don't hate the idea of taking a shot on Burks. He's not going to start. He didn't start the other night. He got a lot of usage with that second unit. That second unit is consistent of Marquise Chris, Damian Lee, Spellman, and either Poole or, 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 or Glenn Robinson kind of switching out minutes. So when you, when you rule off those names, like there's not really high usage guys there. So just again, I think Alec Burks is still in play. But man, the price—the price increase—is what just gets you. Like, you know, it's like, all of them too. Even Glenn Robinson's over five K now. It's—it's it's very unintriguing. Yeah, but you think about this game too. Like Minnesota is playing at a extremely fast pace this season. So, you know, for what it's worth, like they're playing at the fastest pace in the NBA this season, and you know they're very middle of the road defensively. So. You know, Golden State is the worst defensive team in the league right now. So, I don't know, man. It's tough to say. I, I could see some of these guys paying off. I could see Russell paying off. Um, I could see Paschal paying off. So, it, it's it's definitely a spot I don't want to fade. But you got to be aware of the pricing, too. Um, really going to dictate on just roster construction and where you end up. Um, the Minnesota side of things, obviously, we're waiting to see if Teague is going to play or not. Um Culver looked good the other night. You know, I talked about him on the podcast, and he ended up becoming pretty chalky. Didn't shock me that he was chalky. He was 3,200. He was going to play a bunch of minutes. If Teague is out again, I'll go right back to the well on Culver. Um, I was I was definitely impressed. I think that he could pay off this 5K price tag if Teague sits. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts when it comes to Minnesota? Yeah, I, I definitely think he could. And I mean, look, you know, it's sticker shot. You know, when a guy like that is – you know, 3K one one game, and then the next game he's 5K. You know, it it, it it's it's for sure a sticker shot. So uh, I, I'm with you. I think we can. I think we can pull it off. I will say this. I mean, he's another. If those guys are out, then you get another free square on Fanduel. He's 3,800. Uh, if you're playing, if you're playing on Fanduel today, and uh, T is out, then you just you just go ahead and lock this brother in. Uh, he's he's going to have. Uh, all sorts of ownership, but it's going to be warranted. Um, I don't think you'll be able to get away with, with fading him at that price. So just wanted to bring that up. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, folks, didn't have a great game the other night. And by great, I mean, you know, he didn't get over 50 fantasy points, but he was still at 49.75. Didn't kill your lineups because all the value plays went off like Burks and Culver. And so, you know, if you were able to just take the raw points from him, um, and a couple of these other centers like like Drummond, you get your 50 and the other guys get 40, 30 for 3K. Man, uh, what a showing. I, I definitely think this is a spot where he can get 70 or 80 this time. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, I think, is my favorite center on the slate. I mean, I love Sabonis, love Drummond, uh, but I think in terms of pure pure matchup, pure upside, you got to think Carl Anthony Towns is your guy. Yeah, he should absolutely eat in this matchup. Like, there, there's not really anybody, when you're looking at this matchup, just against this Golden State team, that should be able to stop him. Like, you know, the other aspect and the other thought, you know, the other thought to that is, you know, does Willie Cauley-Stein end up playing 25 minutes in this game because they really don't have a lot to match up with Carl Anthony Towns. So, um, I don't think I'd play Willie Cauley-Stein here. But, yeah, I think Cat, I'm with you. I think he's a, a fantastic play. Um, you know, we, we saw we saw Okaji get the start the other night. He ended up only playing 20 minutes. I, I wouldn't go that route. Um, I think Covington's okay. 
if he gets hot, he could he could certainly get there. But like he's just not filling the stat sheet very much this year. So, and Wiggins talking about not filling the stat sheet, like he had a really good game the other night against Memphis. Um, and shooting guard, shooting guards are torching those guys right now. I know. But but like it's not like Golden State's <laughs> playing any better defensively. <laughs> so. I, I don't hate Wiggins here, <laughs> depending on Teague. And if Teague plays, I think he's uh, – I wouldn't say lock, but I think Teague is a fantastic play if he plays in this game. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm with you 100%. All right. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power, claims of miraculously trendy ingredients, multiple modes. If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, healthier habits. Quip sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes and with 30-second pulses in ensuring an even clean. Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to live a healthier life, so help form fresh oral habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25, and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com fantasy. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com fantasy to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash fantasy. Toronto at New Orleans, 234 total. Toronto favored by two and a half. Um, Zion is still out. Redick is questionable. This is a game that I think a lot of people are going to like, Will. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at a massive total here at 234. You know, the Brooklyn-Portland game uh, has a 233 total. That's a game we'll talk about here in a little while, but Honestly, when I'm looking at Toronto here, I think my favorite play from Toronto is Fred Van Vliet. Um, he's 6,200. The first time these two teams played, he put up 56 fantasy points. The minutes are still there. Like, the shot attempts haven't been as high, but I'm going right back to Van Vliet in this matchup. That first game of the season was fantastic. Yeah, man, and I'm with you. And the other guy I want to point out is Pascal Siakam. Uh, he doesn't he, – he's barely getting traction at all this year almost every time I play him. And I think I've only not played him played him maybe on one or two slates that he hasn't been on. Um, you know, it hasn't worked at every slate. But what what I'm noticing, the trend is he's not going to get ownership. And the guy's just – he's got 31.1% usage rate, averaging 1.22 fantasy points per minute. He, put, he just put up 60 on this team the first game out. I'm not saying he's going to put up 60 – but I think for the price, you know, you're talking about playing studs. He may not be – he's not the same type of stud as, let's say, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But the guy's got 60-point upside. I, I, I like him here. I think this is a spot where he can get 50. I think if you're trying to not spend all the way up to a Greek and kind of, you know, do what I've been doing here recently and take guys in that upper mid-range, you know, 8K, 7,900, you know, that type of deal. I think Siakam is your guy. Um, you know, another guy that's been playing really well this season is Kyle Lowry. Now, he's priced at 8300 But overall, if you look at his game, I mean, he's been really solid. Just, I mean, really solid play. Um, I think, you know, he's a guy uh, that you look at maybe on a site like Yahoo. I haven't looked at the Yahoo pricing, but I'm going to assume he's around 30 bucks or so. Um, that, that would be my assumption. Sorry, guys, I, I don't have that pulled up, so please forgive me on that. But um, really, really, really like Siakam again here. I think this is a spot where, you know, he, he could go off at, at very low ownership. Yeah, and, you know, we got to mention OG as well. Um, he's been playing really good. I don't think OG and um, Dan Vliet really correlate well to each other. But, um, yeah, I, I like the Lowry call. And I love Siakam here. Like, at 8,800, nobody's going to play him too. So, I, nope. love, I love that. So. He was 8,000 the other night. You know what his ownership was? Like 9%. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and as far as Lowry goes, I'll probably play Van Vliet for cheaper. Um, I think they're pretty much the same type of upside. But um, 
the New Orleans side of things, you know, David Derek Favors came back the other night. He went to a bench roll um, in his return. Only ended up playing like eight minutes, which suggests to me that he's still not a hundred percent. You know, when you're looking at New Orleans, I think like you know, a guy like Ingram, he's the guy that has the ceiling on this team right now with Zion out. Like we're seeing him have these fifty plus point fantasy games and. As much as we like Drew, like, this has just not been his season. And until his price comes down, I just can't play Drew Holiday right now. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think I think we need to get Drew around 7K before I pull the trigger this year. I'm going to have to treat him like DeRozan, you know, and just the price is going to have to start plummeting, um, you know, before I can touch him here. Uh, I mean, he's 7,900. I still think that's too much, and I, I know he's got the upside, but I still – I think we've got to get him at 7K before I even think about it right now. Um, I'd be much more inclined to play Lonzo. I know he's got the questionable tag, but he's going to play uh, the way it's looking. Um, you know, uh, if, if Reddick happens to sit, that'll be more minutes for a guy like Josh Hart, um, for a guy like Kenrich Williams at 3,300 uh, that, that we think should, should pick up a few extra minutes if Reddick is out which I think would be a phenomenal, phenomenal value play. Um, you've mentioned Ingram at the end of the day. I think this is the guy you want to get your exposure to. If you look at what he's done, um, he's another guy that has really, really, really uh, excelled this year, has been putting up some massive games. Um, I've been able to get him, you know, to drop, you know, 50 fantasy points or so in that 7K range, you know, almost all season. He was 8K last a little over 8K, I think it still dropped it. 28.8% usage rate, averaging 1.36 fantasy points per minute. He's another guy, Stevie, that's not going to get the ownership because of the price. And if you trust what you think he's been doing this season, uh, averaging 45 fantasy points per minute, still a little bit of meat on the bone at that price. I think I think we fire him up here. I think we've got a good collection of 8K players that can all get you 50 today. So really like Ingram. Um, definitely think I, I, I will have some exposure. New York Knicks at the Dallas Mavericks. 217 total here. Dallas favored by 11. Elf is out. Robinson is out. And DSJ is out. Uh, Knicks coming in here banged up. And, you know, that has a lot to do with this total where it is. Um, Dallas is good to go. But let's start here with the Knicks. Like, we got two guards out. And now Robinson is out. And, He's dealing with a concussion. So, what are your thoughts when it comes to the New York Knicks? You just, you just played Julius Randle today. He's too cheap across all sides. Uh, this is this is probably about as cheap. I mean, I know he was sixty eight hundred the last game. He's sixty nine hundred today with no Mitchell Robinson. Uh, even even for Coach Fisdale, I don't think he can limit Randle to twenty minutes in this game. Um, you know. I, I think Randall's a lock and load. Like, Randall would be an all-in play for me today. He's 6,900 on DK, 7K on FanDuel. I mean, 7K for him on FanDuel is that, – that's that bottom of the barrel pricing. And he's been over 8K pretty much all year. Uh, he's one of my favorite plays today. I don't like the Knicks. I don't like trusting Coach Fisdale. But now we know they're down tons of bodies. So I think this is a guy – uh, that we could get plugged in our lineups. Taj Gibson played 21 minutes against Detroit. Maybe he gets 21 minutes again. Uh, if if you're thinking that that's 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 the direction you want to go, he's about the minimum. I don't mind that in terms of a minimum price play, a guy that can get you 25 to 30. But I'm Julius Randle is like my all-in play of the day. Him and Brogdon, uh, if I were running 100 lineups, both of those guys would be an all 100, guaranteed. Yeah, I think you actually have to consider Taj Gibson today. Um, you know, he ended up starting the second half of that game. And, you know, when we look at – he only played five minutes in the first half. So, he played 16 minutes or six minutes in the first half. He played 16 minutes in the second half of that game. So, with Robinson out, you know, they're they're still kind of letting Bobby Portis just kind of do his thing. And, like, I think that this is a spot that we could see Taj get – you know, really solid minutes here against Dallas who, you know, will use Powell, they'll use Keebler, they'll use Porzingis. So I think a guy like Taj Gibson's going to have to play in this game. He's 3,200. Like, 
he's a guy that can go out and get assists and, and rebounds. And if he's going to get 25 plus minutes, he can pay off this $3,200 price tag. So I think you have to consider him here. I'm with you though. Randall is a guy that I absolutely love on this slate. I know the matchup isn't perfect, but he's just going to play a ton of minutes in this game. He, he has the upside. RJ Barrett is fine. I don't hate him in this matchup either, but I don't want to go crazy with the Knicks. Like, you know, Frank Nick Lakina is still playing 35 plus minutes. Like I just, he's a guy that just disappears. He had three blocks the other night. Like he doesn't get there without three blocks in, in 39 minutes. So then he had a steal, I think. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, I just, I, I don't like playing him. Stevie, but. just a, just a, uh, sorry to interrupt, but um, a price play here. I, I hate Bobby Portis and the way they're using him. He's forty four hundred on FanDuel like that. He's at center, which which makes it tough because you're going to give up a lot. But at forty four hundred, I think you take a few stabs on him as well on FanDuel specific. All right, um, the Dallas side of things. I think Porzingis at seventy six hundred. He's another guy that's kind of underpriced here. Um, uh, man, I don't know. I, I honestly, when I'm looking at Dallas, like I love Luca. I love Luca every night, but I don't like Luca as much as I like some of these other guys in this price range today. I think Dallas could get out in this game and really kind of dominate this game too. Like I just don't really see a lot here. Like Dwight Powell, maybe, but I think Dallas is pretty much a team that I'll probably stay away from in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Porzingis, man. I, I, it, it's just the price. Anytime I can get Porzingis under 8K, I don't, like, I don't like the fact that he's not really taking more than 20 shots a game this season. I mean, he's taken about – he's done that once. And the one game he's taken over 20 shots, he went over 50 fantasy points. Uh, all the other games he's had to get there through rebounding, through blocks, you know, through steals. He's had to rack up some defensive stats to get there. Doesn't matter. I like him in the spot, 7,600. I think this is a, this is a great play. Uh, I like Luke as well. But the price is tough, man. But but the one the one thing that kind of doesn't make it tough is I mean the guy's got seventy point upside. He put up seventy plus in back to back games, and that was against the Lakers and against Cleveland. He put up you know fifty plus the first three games out of the gate against Washington, New Orleans, and Portland. Today he's got a meeting with the Knicks, and so while I don't like the price as much, I really like the eight K range today. I can't say enough about how easy it may be for Luca to cruise to 65 fantasy points at this price tag. I think you have to have an exposure to him here. I don't think he's. I don't think you can go full fade. I think you need to go over the field if you're multi-entering. All right, fair enough. Um, moving on, we got Philly at Denver. No total in this one. Ben Simmons is out. Uh, Going to miss a few games here. Gary Harris is probable on the other side. Let's start with Philly. Obviously, this is huge here when it comes to Philadelphia. Um, I think you have to. I think you have to assume that Josh Richardson is going to end up playing point guard for Philly in this game. Now, the minutes are going to be around the same. We have to think that he's going to have the ball in his hand a ton, a, a lot more here. Um, he They priced him up. Good job. Kudos to them. Priced him up. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Philly, and um, what do you think we're going to see here? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Stevie. If you look at Josh Richardson's production prior to the Ben Simmons injury, even with him beat out, and that's something I want to look at, even with him beat out, he put up 33 points against Portland, 17 against Phoenix, right? Didn't really have massive production. Now, that was great at, at 33, 33 for 5,100. Price went down. And then if you notice 4,400, no Ben Simmons, and then boom, suddenly you're looking at 41 fantasy points. This isn't the greatest matchup in the world, but at 5,700, where you have to anticipate his usage is going to go, go up. Um, and shame, shame on me for not having that up right now. I'm, so, you know, I don't usually have to stall. I usually have it up already. I am stalling because I did want to, want to, uh, want to look at that. Well, I'm going to put a pin in that. One of the guys I wanted to mention, Ferdinand Korkmaz, I think he's going to get some minutes now. I'm not sure how many exactly, um, but but he's a guy that I've kind of got my eye on in terms of value. Uh, I think this could really, really, really be uh, a special play here. So 
Uh, I like him, and, um, you know, so he's a guy I'm really looking at. Sorry it's taking so long, waiting on my computer to, to pull it up here. Uh, but the usage with no Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson is at 21.9%, averaging 0.94 fantasy points per minute. Um, I, I think he's got a little little meat on the bone there, so he's a guy that I like. Obviously, Joel Embiid is averaging 1.9 fantasy points per minute. Um, if you can get him in your lineups, uh, go right ahead. So the other guy that I really like here, Will, 3,400, Nito, or Nato, Raul Nato, um, came over from Utah last year. Yes, he did. Um, he ended up playing 30 minutes the other night, and that was with um, not really playing much until the second quarter and, you know, the second half. He ended up – he was on the floor to finish that game against Utah the other night. Um, so I think you really have to consider him here. Uh, he ended up playing a ton of second-half minutes the other night. Uh, let's see – six seven like you know 15 16 second half almost 17 second half minutes um the other night when Simmons got hurt so I, I think that he's certainly a guy we got to look at here um you know he didn't end up starting the second half but he played a lot more than the, um Korkmaz who who started the second half so I think you have to look at NATO here at 3400 um just pure value um, in a game here against Denver. So, um, very much in play for me. Yes, I got you. Don't really see much else here. Um, yeah, nothing else really standing out to me it, outside of, like, Embiid. Um, I, I think Tobias is worth a look. These guys, you know, the usages are going to go up here. Uh, so, you have to consider these guys. But it's not the best matchup. Denver's a tough matchup. So, um Man, I, I can't get really a feel on Denver right now. Like this is a it's a it's a it's a not it's not the best matchup here for Jokic. Jamal Murray is likely going to see Josh Richardson defense, which kind of hurts him. Is this a spot like we look at like a Will Barton and hope he shoots the ball well, and if he does, he absolutely crushes on the slate. Yeah, possibly, man. I I wish we could play Jokic because. I do think it's too cheap for his potential. His actual production has been lagging this season. I think he's only had one game over 50 fantasy points, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and that game was a 66. He's had a 46 in there and a 40, but nothing crazy. I think the price is starting to get to that point, Stevie, where even though we might not like Jokic, it's like, well – you know, it might be about time to plug him in. I don't like him more than Siakam. I don't like him more than Sabonis. I don't like him more than Ingram. I don't like him more than Porzingis. But, you know, it's just a group of these guys today that I've, I've got my fingers on. Uh, he, he's definitely one of them. Uh, back, back to your Gary Harris take. I mean, I, I think that's a fine play. Uh, not Gary Harris, Will Barton, excuse me, at 5,300. Um, you know, a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands, something, get out on the break and run, over 30 fantasy points in three straight games. Um, you know, so had, had a little bit of injury in between. Doesn't matter. Came back, still rolling. Uh, I like him here. I think you hit the nail on the head. He's one of my, my favorite plays here uh, from Denver. I just – I think I think you may have to play him here, um, especially if Harris um, – well, Harris is probable. But, if, you know, it's an ankle. What if Harris plays 30, uh, 25 minutes, 20 minutes? I, I just think you play Barton and, and roll it from there. I think you got to look at Paul Millsap, too. Um, Price is down, yes. The Miami game, he got hit in the face in that game and left. You look at the Orlando game, he played really well. The New Orleans game, um, like, he never checked back after he checked out in the third quarter in that game. That game was kind of a blowout. Um, It it didn't end up being as much of a blowout. But, like, there was a point in that game that, like, they led by, I think, 20 points. So – uh, they led by 22 points at one point in that game. So I think Paul Millsap is a guy that probably going to end up playing like 27 to 30 minutes in this game at 4,900. Um, I think you have to consider Paul Millsap here. And his production hasn't been great, but we know Paul Millsap's a guy that can go out and put up a double-double. So um, don't mind him at 4,900. Yes, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Milwaukee at Utah, 219.5 total. Milwaukee favored by 1.5 in this game. Moutier is out. It's really the only injury news that we have in this one. Uh, what do you like here for the Bucs? Uh, don't really like anybody. This game is kind of going to be a scratch off for me. Uh, too many other games that I like more. 
can always play Giannis, but for me, man, this is my scratch-off game of the day. I don't think I have a single piece from either side. Yeah, Will, it's very weird. Um, not very weird. Uh, it's very, you know, we haven't worked a lot together recently, but we still are in the same mindset um, because <laughs> you look at this one and it's just like, man, I could see if you're playing 150 teams getting exposure to a Donovan Mitchell um, like or, or Middleton. But, like, I don't love this game. This game stinks. Like, this game smells like rotten cheese. So, we're moving on. Um, that's our, that's our catch-back-up time-wise type of game. We got Brooklyn at Portland. This game does not stink. Uh, no, it does not. Total. Portland favored by three. Um, DeAndre Jordan is questionable. This game, Portland's playing currently as we're recording the podcast. I would guess that – Collins is not going to play. You know, he's out for a while, so we don't have to worry about him playing. Um, let's start here with Brooklyn. And I think that one of my favorite stacks on the slate is Kyrie versus Lillard. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I don't even think you have to think about it. Uh, Kyrie's been playing you know, out of his mind here, uh, really been putting up some phenomenal, phenomenal fantasy performances. I don't think that stops today. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game, but I'm with you, man. You know, the, the Kyrie-Lillard combo, um, should, this could be a match for the ages in terms of early season play. So I really like it here. I uh, do want to point out Kyrie's usage rate. It's up to 34.5% this season, averaging 1.49 fantasy points per minute. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is still at 26%. Haven't given up on him yet. Uh, I still like the price point. I think he's a guy we can play. Uh, Tari and Prince has just been getting it done, getting it done, and getting it done. Guess what? He's now 6K, not touching him with a 10-foot pole. I think it's all Kyrie. I think it's Dinwiddie for me. Uh, and then if our good friend, Mr. DeAndre Jordan, is out, you've got Allen sitting there at 5K. Uh, he would be an incredible value if Jordan's out at 5K. So uh, th- those are the guys I like from this, this side of the ball. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I think that you know, I I really like Allen. Um, if 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 DeAndre Jordan doesn't play, really like Allen. I think that Prince, even though he's been playing great, I think this is the price point I probably jump off. Um, I've been playing oh, a yeah. lot. Like, there's been some really fast-paced games that he's done well in too. I don't think this game is going to be as fast um, as some of those games that we've recently seen. Like, they're both in the top ten in pace, which is nice, but. I don't know, man. I, I struggle playing paying six K for Tarion Prince here when there's just so many good plays <laughs> in that range. Like it's tough. And then like like Levert, I think same thing though. Like he's sixty four hundred. It's it's tough when when I know like if Dinwiddie just plays well, he can outscore both of those guys. And Dinwiddie's yes. not been playing well for what it's worth. So I'm not saying I'm playing Dinwiddie here. It's just that Brooklyn bench is just there's so many moving pieces there. Like Joe Harris could have a good game. So for me, really, I think that it on the Brooklyn side of things, it's Kyrie. If Jordan sits, it's Allen. And that's really it because these wings, like Temple could have a good game. Harris, like it just like, there's just so many of them. I know Kyrie's going to get his. And if DeAndre Jordan's out, Allen's going to get his. So I'm not yeah. worried about those two guys. But I, the rest of this, like, I'm done with the Spencer Dibwini, like, experiment. He can put up 40 every once in a while. It's fine. Um, gotcha. As far as Portland goes, you know, they're they're playing right now. Like I said, they're playing the Clippers right now as we're recording. Lillard is already off to a monster start in that game. Like, I just love this spot for him. But outside of him, we have a ton of value on this slate. So it's not like – you know, on Thursday where we were playing a ton of Portland guys because we just didn't have a value. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Blazers? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Lillard. He's down to 9K. It is a back-to-back. Uh, CJ is 6K. I think that's where he should be all year. Like, I, I just think he should sit right there at 6K unless Lillard is out for five games, and I hope Lillard's not out for five games. Uh, Whiteside is 6,500. I think that price is fair considering his – production level uh, he still doesn't get over 30 minutes and, and I think that's about it like you said you've got this Portland value it, it could be Hood it could be Simmons it could be Hizonia I, I don't know but 
what I do know is that Damian Lillard is, is a man on a mission. Uh, if you look at this, Stevie, Damian Lillard has been over 50 fantasy points in every game this season except one. That was against Dallas, and he put up 42 fantasy points. Listen to this pricing, 9,100, 8,800, 9,100, 8,900, 9,100, 9,100, 8,900, and then he's 9K today. What is DraftKings doing with this pricing when the guy's dropping 50-plus fantasy points pretty much every time he's out on the floor? Don't know what they're doing. Don't care. Let's take advantage of it until they listen to this podcast. I uh, love Damian Lillard at this price. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. Um, like I said, I like the I like the Kyrie Lillard bring us home stack. Um, last one up, we got Miami at LA taking on the Lakers. Two fifteen and a half total. Lakers favored by eight in this game. Bradley is questionable. Rondo is doubtful. Miami, um, you know, we have to wait and see. You know, Winslow concussion protocol on Thursday, so we have to see if he's able to even play here. Um, Outside of that, like Deion Waiters, obviously still questionable. Um, Derek Jones got hurt from what I remember. Like he got hurt in that game um, tonight. So uh, waiting to see what Miami looks like. We got to wait and see what that injury report looks like, um, you know, on Friday afternoon. So looking at Miami here as a, as just kind of getting an idea, what do you like here? Jimmy Butler's too cheap again. He's 7,400. Like, He's another lock button. Like if, if you know, if anybody were to ask me, Will, what's kind of what would be your core today? If there, you know, if there, there were such a thing for me today, if I decided that hey, multi-entry was the way to go, Brogdon, Jimmy Butler, uh, Julius Randle. I mean, those guys. They're just you know, it's just too cheap for the production. Jimmy Butler's another lock button man at seventy-four hundred. This is another DraftKings. What are you doing? Uh, the guy's been over forty fantasy points. Almost every game he's played. I mean, he had, had, came out of the gate at 34 first game. Um, you know, they were kind of ha- kind of handling a team. And then uh, Denver, that was, you know, uh, tough game there in Denver. Altitude, I'll write that one off. Outside of that, I mean, he's been over 40, 40 fantasy points in every game. 7,400 is too cheap, man. Uh, Jimmy Butler, stuff him in your lineups. Yeah, and, you know, the, the situation you got to see here, if Winslow doesn't play, if Derek Jones is out, I think you could potentially look at, like, a Duncan Robinson. Um, oh, yeah, he's going to get the minutes. Yeah, he should end up playing quite a few minutes. I think the Dragon, 5,200 for Goran Dragic, man. Yeah, and, 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 and Duncan played 20, 28 minutes tonight, put up 19 and a half fantasy points. He's got 30-point upside, though, so I I like it. Yeah, he put up he put up 19 fantasy points in 28 minutes on on Thursday, and he shot one for five from the field. So yeah, the, the upside the upside for Duncan Robinson if we get news that Winslow is not going to play, um, definitely have to look at him um, again. I think that like he's another guy that's on the cheap end that you have to look at. I don't hate Bam here. Um, he's been doing really well this season. You know, he's had hit or miss games, but, like, he has the upside. Um, let's talk Lakers here. Like, LeBron is, like, on a tear right now. Like, triple-double LeBron three games in a row. Like, do you think this keeps up? Do you think Anthony Davis finds his footing? Like, this team's not hurting. You know, this is one of, the, one of the best teams in the NBA to start the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can keep it up, man. Um, and that, that's just the truth. Uh, and and I, think, I think what LeBron is doing, I think he's trying to keep this team afloat while Anthony Davis just kind of, you know, gets it together. And really, Anthony Davis hasn't really had a bunch of bad games. He's had kind of more so like one bad game. You know, for fantasy purposes, maybe. But in terms of real-life production, I mean, 25 points, 31 points, 40 points, 29, 21, 25 – He's putting up the numbers. He's getting the rebounds. Um, it's just LeBron has just been a man on a mission the past three games or so. Uh, I, I still like AD, though. I think it's a good spot for him, um, you know, against Bam. I don't care about that. AD, AD can score with the best of them. But I, I, I don't think, I, I don't, I think I'm going to fade LeBron and, and AD tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to need them. Too many 8K guys, too many 7K guys that I like. Uh, when it's like that, I don't see a need to go up to the studs. So, uh, in terms of, you know, the, the top guys on the slate, Greek, 
LeBron, AD, you know, those would be guys that would fade. I, I think I'd be more so willing to take a stab on Drummond or Towns before LeBron and AD today. Yeah, you know, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I'm not saying I, – I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say I would fade him, but I can understand why <laughs> anybody would fade him. Like, if you want to play LeBron, play him. Like, I'm not going to talk you off of LeBron. No, I like no, Kyrie. Never. I like Lillard. I like those guys more. I like Trey Young. Like, I just like those guys more. So, um, and, you know, and as far as, like, Danny Green goes, you know, we really didn't see his minutes uptick too much. We didn't really see KCP's minutes uptick too much. Like, honestly, I don't like a lot from the Lakers here. Um, you know, I, Kyle Kuzma's minutes are creeping up slowly, but – Tough matchup here, too. Um, yes. All right, Will. Let's play the morning grind game, and we're going to get out of here for the weekend. Um, a lot of fun playing this weekend. And by that, I mean two weeks of NASCAR left. Um, fair play <laughs> under 5K to 7X. Man, uh, I'm going to stay on brand here. I got a game that I really like a lot. I'm going to go Bogdan Bogdanovich, man, against Atlanta. 4,500, a guy I really like today. Bogdan. Bogdanovich. All right. Guy that we just talked about. Um, I like Duncan Robinson today. I don't think Winslow plays. There's no reason I think they run out Jones here after getting hurt. I think Robinson ends up seeing around 30 minutes tonight at 3,400, and I think he's a guy that can go for 7X if he shoots the ball well. So that's my guy today. Uh, give me a guy over 8K to go under 5X. Mm, over 8K, under 5X. The bus man. Today. You know what? I uh, give give me greed. Eleven five against Utah. I, I I think that's the right play. Yeah, um, man, today is tough when you're looking at these guys. Um, you, the, you you got your favorite guy right in, right in, right in betwixt everyone. Yeah, his price is fair though. I think he could get five. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually gonna take Jokic. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue <laughs> to fade Jokic. Like I do it. I do it. The, the the fade is just it's been working out. He has yeah, one game. Uh, give me your favorite six X play on the slate. Uh, Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. That was my guy today. That was, like I, I had like I was waiting to talk about him today. Um, you know what? Give me Van Vliet. I think Van Vliet has a really good game today. Yeah, I like it. Tess I like it, my guy. Uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Well. Man, th th this is going to be a tough one for me because uh, I think I'm going to roll with my guy Dinwiddie. I, I know we've been hopping off the Dinwiddie train, 5,100. I feel like the usage is still there. Um, give me Dinwiddie at 5,100. I would give you 100 guesses today, and I don't think you could guess my guy. That is – this okay. So let me let me just start this by saying this is a large field tournament play. Right, only. right, yeah, right. Just so right. you guys know, large field tournament play only. Um, Kelly Olynyk is my my get weird oh, GPP. Play I would have never get. I would have never take Kelly Olynyk. So yeah, here you the, got me. So here's the reasoning behind this. Okay, when you think about the Lakers big men, you think Dwight Howard. You think McGee. Kelly Olynyk is the perfect guy to play against the Lakers to spread them out to the three-point line. Dwight Howard and Kelly and McGee are not going to go out and guard a, a guy like Kelly O at the three-point line. If he shoots well tonight, I think he's a guy that could go 7-8x. Um, we've seen it a bunch in his career where he faces these teams that they don't cover the three-point line and he just and he shoots well and he has big games. So I really like Kelly O. Large field tournaments only. He's only going to play like 20 to 25 minutes. Um, so you're obviously just going to need him to shoot really well. But if they use him as a guy – like the flip side is like if they if they put him on like Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard could own him. But 
Like, Dwight's not going to go out and guard him at the three-point line. So, Akelio is the guy that I like today. He's my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Will, give me your favorite DFS contest for the day, game selection question, uh, just one that's standing out to you today. Well, um, listen, man, it's – I'm not saying it's the, the greatest one in the world, but um, I, I'm, I'm going to go up top today. This this blizzard on uh, on DK look, looks really good. Um, you know, fifteen hundred got it spread out. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that so. So here's the thing: I don't like the fact that it's paid out to eighteen percent of the field, but I do like the structure overall. It's about as flat as it can get all the way down. So um, for all the all the high energy players there, that that one looks pretty good outside of the fact it's eighteen percent, which which means it's probably terrible. But I still I I, I think. Just for the payout structure and less entries, I, 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 I always like stuff like that. And then this three-entry max, $200 splash, that's been one that's been, been really good. So that's another one there that, that I really like. All right, I'm going to go over to FanDuel today. Um, I typically would go Fantasy Draft or DraftKings on this one. So I'm going to switch it up today. I'm going to go over to FanDuel and the 25K NBA and one single entry $25 tournament is a tournament that I really like over on FanDuel. It has 15% rake, which stinks, but it pays 25% of the field. Min cash is 2X and the top 10 is only getting 27%. Like if you're trying to build a bankroll and you're putting aside $25 a night for GPPs, this is an excellent tournament to be playing over there on FanDuel. First place is 2K, second place is 1,500, third place is 1K. Like, the structure is fantastic to build a bankroll. Um, this is one that, like, if you're playing over on FanDuel, you should be checking out every night. Like, every yeah. night you see a structure like this, you should be checking this tournament out. So, I typically will throw my main lineup in this tournament every night just because I think the structure is fantastic. So, make sure you're checking that tournament out over there. Will, give me your favorite over-under on the slate. Uh, let's see here. Da -da -da. <sighs> Let's go Toronto, New Orleans. They've got it at two thirty-four. Um, I, I think I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna take the under, but but I still I still really like the game. I'm gonna take the under on that two thirty-four. All right. A lot of, like, like we talked about this when we were talking about this game, and one of the reasons that I brought it up is because I knew I was going to use it for this game. So uh, I'm going to take the over in the Atlanta game. It's at 217.5 right now. It opened at 220. It got bet down really quick. I'm going over. I think this game is yeah. going to be a high-scoring game. And oh, maybe yeah. It's just, maybe it's just optimism. But <laughs> so. No, I think you're right, man. I think, I think you're right here. All right. Um, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, man, let's have some fun. Uh, you know, enjoy yourselves out there, and, and let's win some money. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Enjoy your weekend. If you're looking for a football podcast, go check out the Week 10 Morning Grind. Um, Will and I broke down the entire slate. Um, so make sure you're checking that out. We're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend, and uh, we'll see you. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you Monday.